and welcome to the PT Chronicles podcast. This is series two, episode three, and I'm joined today by the director of Thrive Money and First Wealth, Rob Kaplan. Rob, thanks for joining me, mate. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Now, I'll just uh, preface this a little bit. Me and Rob have known each other for how long now? Uh, probably going back 2016, 17, yeah. around that kind of time. I so a long time because Rob used to come and train with uh, me and my brother Jay Brockway at Equilibrium, our studio that was in Holland Park. What a beautiful place that was. Even before that, uh, was it Training House? Were you, you were yeah, training you house went to the Training House, house with Jay. Yeah, exactly. That was up in Maida Vale, right? Yeah, exactly. That's been knocked down now. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a long time. So I wanted Rob to come on and give a different perspective because so far we've had uh, comedian and actor Joel McHale and we've had PT David Templer. Um, we've got some other PTs coming on, but you're from the financial world, Rob. Can you tell me a little bit more? Like what, what, what is Thrive Money? What is First Wealth? So I'm from the financial world, but I suppose both of those companies are all around trying to demystify actually what finance is. Right. So I think when you traditionally speak to someone from the finance world, you expect them to tell you about numbers and to tell you about complicated formulas, ways and returns which you can make on your money. And I suppose at First Wealth, we very much focus on actually lifestyle and what people actually want to achieve with their money and the life which they want to lead. Because the truth about money is probably based on one undeniable fact, right? Life is not a rehearsal. Yes. So therefore, for First Wealth, uh, the rhetoric which we use is not about just simply accumulating wealth for the sake of accumulating wealth. It's fine to accumulate wealth, but actually what do you want to do with yourself before you're no longer around? And right, what do you want your money to achieve so you can actually have that lifestyle which you want? Because I think this, everyone in the world has the same financial objective. And it's pretty simple. And it's to have enough money to live the lifestyle you want without fear of money running out, no matter what happens. And then what the variable in that is, is is lifestyle. So your lifestyle will be different to mine, it'll be different to your friends or family. So it's about trying to understand what someone's like. So that's what we're trying to kind of do on First Wealth. We look, therefore, at managing people rather than managing their money. So it's all around the kind of behavioral side of it all. And then at Thrive Money, what we're trying to do is, is, is make... The process that we go through with clients of First Wealth, where we do financial plans and we create them financial plans and models for their future, we're trying to democratize that process because I'm really kind of conscious that the majority of people can't afford access to high quality, uh, qualified financial advisors. So therefore, how do we make our advice or our approach accessible to a wider audience? And that's what we've done with Thrive, an online digital financial education platform. We've got online courses. Um, and that's the kind of remit of what we're trying to do. There. Amazing, mate. Amazing, mate. And, I, and, and um, just to reveal, I've actually been in to see Rob as well to help you with my financial management. And it is exactly that. You do ask the question, what do you want from your life? And it's, it's, it is a different way of looking at it. And it's, it's even though we're in the early stages, it's already helping me. So, so do check that out. That's First Wealth and also Thrive Money. Now, Rob, so the PT Chronicles podcast, as we've uh, discussed prior to pressing the, the record button is... I need a story from you, a story from your career, whether it be tragic, funny, embarrassing, successful, inspiring. It has to be something that defines you, Rob, um, but, but something that we can uh, like, like really get our teeth into, a story from your past in, in, the, in your career. So what is it we have today, mate? I think that the story for me is kind of like really obvious. And like I think you, you were actually there for, for part, of this, uh, part of this story. Um, and the story relates into I suppose my own personal well-being but also how then kind of related into the job which I do and how I've kind of maybe grown first wealth and thrive money and it's all based around this idea of things are not always what they seem 
So I was kind of going on this journey when I kind of started at Equilibrium. And I think at points, you know, I turned up to you guys and I was training with Jay and I was in okay, kind of good shape. Yeah. Uh, and maybe for the majority of my friends, they would have kind of said, well, now you're in great shape. And I was in better shape probably than most of my mates. And I was working out five, six times a week and, um, you know, trying to kind of be careful with kind of what I ate and, and all the rest of it. Um, but in my head, like something wasn't quite right, like in terms of, what I wanted to kind of look like. So I kind of like remember turning around to Jay and I was like, right, I, we, I really want to just go for this in terms of, right, how is it that those people look like they do on the kind of magazines, whether they were the yep. right people to look up to or not. Um, You're talking and, about sort of the men's health look. Yeah, exactly. So right, how are they literally looking like that? And I feel like I'm killing myself here and doing this. And you know, Jay kind of quite bluntly put it, it's like, are you really doing everything which you can kind of do? Yeah. So I really kind of like went into this mindset of like really kind of like nailing down my tri- nutrition, stopping drinking, all with this kind of aim, like in order to kind of look ripped, right? Yeah. That, that, that was kind of the objective. So you wanted the, the big shoulders, the six pack? Yeah, I, I wanted the, the works. Nine. I wanted to stop moaning about why don't I look like that? And I look okay. I knew I looked okay, yeah. right? But like, why don't I look like that? Like, that was it. You know, you'd go to the gym and in the change rooms, you'd see guys like, I was like, oh my God, like, why do they look like that? And I'm only like this. What is it that they're kind of doing? And, you know, where can I, how can I kind of do that? And like, again, like, it's like, right, I can either stop moaning about that or actually try and kind of do something about it. So I kind of went on this journey then over the space of about six uh, six months, nailing my diet, stopping drinking, yep. really kind of like getting the right exercises, building up like the, <coughs> on the strength kind of stuff, all of the stuff which kind of Jay and you'd kind of told me, stopping so much of the running stuff and all of these yeah. kind of things. Because you're a big doing, Barry's Bootcamp fan, right? Yeah, exactly. And I love Barry's and Barry's is, um, it is awesome. Um, I've made loads of friends there, loads of clients. Um, uh, and, and I'm still using it as my kind of cardio, but I maybe kind of stopped going to it every single kind of day, which yeah. is kind of maybe the format I just was doing loads more resistance training um got my diet and everything kind of point all in this kind of attempt to kind of get ripped and I was got to this point where like I looked in the mirror and I was like I've done it I was like oh my god like you know there's a picture I think with me on the TRX um I remember Jay kind of took. I remember you po- well, I was posting you and you you were ripped it yeah. was it was the full six pack it was beautiful condition it was uh yeah it was everything and I remember when he took that picture and I was like oh my god like in my wildest dreams as like a overweight fat kid pretty much kind of growing up like someone who wouldn't take their t-shirt off when they jumped in the swimming pool and you know it was kind of I was like I never could have imagined I'd have a picture like that and I was like oh my god I've done it but then coming back to this idea of things are not always what they seem is is I was six months into this journey and Jay took that picture and three days later I was lying in hospital drips hanging out my arm oxygen mask on to breathe what I couldn't move like lethargy like it would take me like an hour to put like a pair of socks on like shit you're not like the morning where I kind of ended up in hospital I was sitting up on my bed like and it was it took me an hour to kind of get dressed and I was like something's not right you know I was going Prior to that, you know, even like I was kind of doing the workouts and I'd get myself through a workout, but I could barely even like walk out the kind of door. And I was just telling myself stories about kind of why I was kind of feeling like this. You know, it was a super hot summer when this kind of all kind of collided. Um, so I was like, well, you know, so I'm drinking loads and loads of water. Um, it was, uh, I was working out so much and yeah. my calories were down so much. I was like, this is why I'm tired. Okay. This is the length I've got to go through to look like this. 
this is the story I'm telling myself, this is all yeah. kind of like normal, but, you know, and I didn't actually really share with anyone exactly how I was feeling, because I was like, stop moaning, Robert, like you said Just you wanted to look it. like that, like this is the... This is what they must be feeling like too. So, like you kind of was there any stress going on in the life at the time, or uh, just down to the the summer, the I, the lack I, of calories. So I was this, the story I was telling myself was it was down to the lack of calories that was uh, because it was super hot. That's why I was drinking so much water. Um, I had this need to pee, like literally, my bladder was about to explode every single time, and you'd put that down to the fact that I was just nailing down water. water. Yeah, of course. I got diagnosed with asthma, kind of out of nowhere. Um, and so therefore I was on loads of different asthma sprays, so therefore my super dry mouth I had, I was like putting down to I was trying all these new asthma sprays. But the, 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 the kind of the, the, the short part of the story is, is I ended up in hospital three days after that picture being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And wow. as they gave me that diagnosis, I was like, of course it's fucking diabetes. Like... Yeah, the symptoms were all clear. Uh, it's like literally, every, you know, if, if you don't know, you know, tiredness, loss of weight, um, excessive thirst, and the need to pee the whole time. Yeah. And I was going to the toilet seven times in the night. But again, when I was getting up in the middle of the night, my mouth was so dry, I was chugging like a litre of water. So I was like, well, of course I'm going to the toilet seven times in the night because I'm drinking so much water. And, you know, I'm drinking so much water because it's so hot and I'm training so much and I'm feeling tired because I'm working out and I'm, my yeah. calories are low. So I tell myself all these stories and everyone would look at me, you know, and I'd go and see people I hadn't seen for ages, like, oh my God, Rob, like, look at you. I saw that picture on Instagram, like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you, so like, you get so that positive reinforcement constantly. Everyone telling you this the whole time. So you're yeah. like, well, of course, yeah, I, mean, I can't, I can't be really feeling like this. I've got to be in kind of good shape. And, um, and yeah, so I ended up uh, with being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Um, it's obviously totally changed my life um, in terms of kind of like how I manage things and kind of stuff, you know, I have to inject five, six times a day and, um, uh, and kind of like how I manage other things in my life. Um, but this whole story around things aren't always what they seem really kind of resonated, obviously through that personal kind of story, which I just yeah. shared, but then also then in how I've gone about kind of conducting my business with kind of first wealth and how I've evolved that and how I've evolved Thrive Money as well. Because, again, things aren't always what they seem. When you come and sit down with a financial advisor, or for the majority of people, they get very stressed and anxious about their money, and they think yeah. there's some complicated formula to financial success. And what we're trying to do is, is break it down and show you that there is no secret magic formula. You just need to do very simple steps, do it consistently over time for a long period of time, yeah. and that's how you get results. Really similar to fitness, right? Yeah, of course. Again, there's no magic bullet to kind of looking or kind nope. of doing what you want to, to achieve. It's about doing consistent things over a long period of time. It's not about trying to kind of all of a sudden, you know, up your deadlift by, you know, 500% in exactly. one week, steadily, etc. And it's the same with kind of building wealth or creating, I don't like that term building wealth, I think it's around creating financial well-being, understanding how you can use your money to make you happier. And again, it's simple steps. You know, Warren Buffett says it, he says, no one likes to get rich slowly, but it really is the only way. Yeah. Um, this whole idea, again, Instagram will tell you and show you that you can get rich quick. You can kind of do all of these kind of latest fad investments. You can kind of buy into this stuff and you're going to become a multimillionaire. But things aren't always what they seem. No, right? of course like, not. Don't believe that stuff. Again, you know, we could say the same for a lot of Instagram, right? And yeah. Things aren't always what they seem. I was going to say, like, um, because Thrive is mainly Instagram and, and digital and learning 
about your wealth and your your, your, your wealth well being through that, Rob. So how is how do you think? Just to touch on that, how do you think that Instagram does affect people's perception of money and 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 where they go from there and how they actually spend it? Does it is it does it have a negative effect? Yeah, because I know that it does on me. Yeah, w- without doubt, um, without doubt. You know, we are trying to uh, thrive, trying to preach this idea of financial well-being. Right. How we use your money to make you happier. That actually, you know, again, all of the studies have shown us, again, you know, comes probably as no surprise, when you talk to people on their deathbeds, they don't sit there and say, I wish I'd had more money, right? Like, they sit there and tell you, I wish I'd had closer relationships. Or, you know, I'm thankful for the friendships which I had. Or not being, you know, again, the things which they were most fearful of was being kind of lonely. It wasn't of not having kind of enough money. Of course. Um, so, like, when we know this, right, we know well-being comes through not just purely kind of kind of money, but obviously money is a, you know, a facilitator to kind of this. So it's like, right, how do we get people on this path to kind of financial well-being rather than on this path of just kind of getting rich? And the struggle which we have is, is selling that financial well-being story isn't sexy and isn't maybe kind of this yeah. fast money story. And people are sucked into kind of dangerous stuff, which you see on Instagram of where, right, make 20% in a month kind of return on your money. You know, people will pay and buy up to kind of someone to sell them that snake oil of how they can yeah. make or probably lose all of their money in terms of kind of gambling on those types of things. Whereas we're trying to sell people on a financial journey and saying there is no quick, easy answer to this. These are the steps you've kind of got to go through, pay down your debt, um, start to build an emergency fund, make sure you've got adequate insurance, um, start to automate your savings, put it at the beginning of the month, every single month, um, buy a low-cost, globally diversified index tracking portfolio fund, you know, which you can buy on the internet, like, super cheap. Um, you know, it, these are the kind of steps which you've got to kind of go through. Yeah. I can't, you know, we can't double your money kind of in the next week, and that's what we're up against. Yeah, so Instagram. a bit more honest and, and sustainable. Uh, it, it's It's... The only way, right? Like, <laughs> right. I'm yeah. not going to even mix my words on that, right? This is the only way to kind of do it. All of the other stuff, again, like, let's draw the parallel between fitness and nutrition and stuff, right? There are some people, and we all probably know those buggers, like who <laughs> maybe go to one spin class. You're allowed week. to swear on, on okay, this fine. podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. We all know those assholes who, like, they might go. To, <laughs> they might go to one spin class a week and they eat a load of fucking junk food. And they still look pretty good, right? Yeah, like, so you know, they don't put genetic away. freaks. Exactly. Yes, like, th- th- there are those few people. Yeah, right? of course there are. But for the majority of us, we've got to work at this, yeah. right? We've got to have a plan. We do. We can't just go into it every single day and just like, you know, into it every week and say, oh, yeah, maybe if I get time to go to the gym, if you know, if you want, if yeah. that's important to you, you've got to have a plan, right? I'm going to go to this, this, and this. I'm going to do uh, Maybe I might meal prep. I'm going to, right? I might eat out here. So therefore, I'm going to cut back here. Or, you know, we're, we're all thinking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, of every course. Day. Um, and it's the same with finance, right? Like, again, there are some people, the obvious one is lottery winners, who will, out of luck, like, without having any type of plan, come into a large amount of money. Yep. Again, we can debate, and again, all the evidence shows that the majority of them aren't, like, whether they're actually happy, like, in that, because if they haven't planned for this, how they actually kind of uh, manoeuvre that money into actually happiness. Um, but for the majority of people, in order to kind of create wealth, create financial well-being, create happiness through their money, you've got to have a plan. You've got to have a plan. You've got to stick to that plan. You've got to adapt that plan as life changes. Um, it's not going to happen by accident. What's, I think I've asked you, Rob, what's your idea of happiness? Uh, my idea of happiness. Like, l- let's go through. So I think it's a really difficult question to answer. Um, 
So the way in which I would frame it with my clients would be, what does your perfect day look like? Because I think, again, if I ask, again, if I'm trying to talk to people about their future, financial future, to ask them, well, what do you want to do when you're retired? Like, for most of us, that's too far away. It's an abstract concept. We we can't kind of picture it. And I think happiness is a little bit kind of abstract in terms of how that is. So, again, if you ask me, what does my perfect day look like? My perfect day would still involve doing some level of work with First Wealth and Thrive. I love client meetings. I love meeting people. I love talking to them. I hate the paperwork. I hate the regulation. I hate kind of some of the nonsense that comes kind of around the kind of Instagram stuff, which we kind of do. Got it. So there'd be bits which I kind of do there, meetings with clients, kind of like spending time with them. Um, gym would be definitely part of it, spending time with my family, going away with friends, um, going away with family, like those, all of those kind of things. In terms of if I think that what makes me happy, those are the kind of things which, which make me happy. Um, yeah, just time with family, friends, personal, um, business, um, and your kind of relationships. Nice. And um, well, let's loop it back in, Rob, because I think the, the the type 1 diabetes, can you just clarify, because obviously there's type 1 and type 2, right? D- tell me how type 1 affects you, and then explain what your fitness regime is now, because I think people will be interested to see how that affected you, how it shocked you, but what it changed. Yeah. Um, so type 1 diabetes, basically, every, so basically everyone's got a pancreas, um, and your pancreas produces insulin. Um, and insulin is what keeps your blood sugar levels within uh, the, the sugar levels within your blood kind of under control. So for someone with type one, basically their pancreas doesn't work. So I've still got a pancreas, but my pancreas has just stopped producing insulin completely. So okay. therefore, as a result, I need to inject insulin into myself right. in order to keep my blood sugar levels under control. If your blood sugar levels go out of control, Blood sugar, high blood sugar levels leads to kidney disease, liver disease, lung disease, like basically all of your kind of major organ failures, yeah. everything kind of going wrong. Fantastic, one um, big party of doom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, if your blood sugar levels are out of control. Type 2 diabetes, your pancreas is working still, it is producing insulin, but due to other things kind of going on, typically maybe as a result of kind of bad diet, etc., or lifestyle, and there are some other examples of where, where that's not always true, but... As a result of that, type 2 diabetes is, is your liver, pancreas is producing insulin, the insulin is just not getting into your body. Got it. So type 2 can yeah. be reversed. You can prevent type 2. Type 1 is genetic. Again, once uh, you, you're diagnosed with type 1, there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. It's just purely a gene which I've kind of got. My middle child, um, Eddie's also uh, been diagnosed. Uh, he was diagnosed at 6 with type 1 diabetes. Um, so I'm injecting every single day. So in terms of kind of my fitness regime, so my t- typical regime will be kind of uh, uh, strength resistance kind of training uh, five times a week and then kind of cardio three times. Yep. And that cardio will typically be Barry's uh, twice a week um, and then maybe some type of like long walk, um, you know, kind of steady state nice. kind of cardio. Um, so what I've got to be careful of is, is when training is obviously, remember, I'm injecting insulin into me in order to kind of keep my blood sugar levels down. Okay. The problem is, is because... I'm manually doing this. I'm manually putting in kind of uh, the insulin. It's not as effective as your pancreas, which is just automatically kind of working out yeah. right. You've eaten a burger or you've eaten a, a, a roll or some bread or whatever it might be, and therefore it regulates you automatically. I'm like, right, I'm going to eat some bread or pasta or whatever, so I'm going to inject, etc. I might get those calculations wrong. And as a result of getting it wrong, means my blood sugar level then dips. 
Um, so your and, energy just bombs. And then you just basically, you're just like, you just can't do anything. You start sweating. Um, <clears> you just can't move. You know, you can get really dangerous if it goes to really below uh, low levels. And then I've got to eat sugar. So for me, the challenge becomes, I mean, it's, it's a minefield. So, right, when I'm doing cardio, actually hit cardio like Barry's is pretty good because I'm doing quite high intensity kind of cardio and then you're doing some weights as well at, at the time. That more or less kind of keeps me kind of level. Yeah. Strength training, resistance training, because of the cortisol, um, which kind of is excessive when you're kind of like uh, picking up um, heavy shit, will actually raise my kind of blood sugar. Yep. So sometimes during the middle of training, I might need to take an injection in order to kind of bring me down. I find the worst for me in terms of kind of going low is the steady state stuff. So often like golf, right? Like if I'm playing golf, walking around 18 holes for four hours with a bag on my back, just steadily walking will make my blood sugar levels drop no. like nobody's business. Like, like that That's stuff interesting. Like really makes me drop. And as a result, like when I go out, we're playing golf, I, my bag, you'll see my golf bag is like stacked full of flapjacks and sweets and <laughs> orange juices. Just pick it up. And like literally every type of kind of LucasAids, anything they're like, right, if I feel I'm going low, I can just take something and it kind of brings me back up. Wow. Um, and so that's how you kind of kind of manage that in terms of diet. Again, diabetes, people type one, you, we, the, the kind of mantra is, is you can eat whatever you want because you can. You can eat whatever you want. So everyone, sometimes people say, why are you eating like stuff with sugar? And it's like, I can eat whatever I want. I just as long as to, you manage it with the injections. As long as I, as long as I dose for it. Um, obviously, w whether I want that from a nutrition point of view is a different matter. But from a diabetes point of view, you can eat whatever you want. Um, and yeah, you just need to, so you go into certain things thinking, right, so I will go into strength sessions wanting to try and make sure my uh, blood sugar levels are low and I'll go into kind of steady yeah. state stuff wanting to make sure they're high. So wow. often I won't actually do, if I go to golf, for example, and have breakfast there, a bacon roll or something like that, I often won't actually dose any insulin to know that I'm going to spike my thing, but knowing then it's going to come down through So that. effectively, Rob, it's made you almost a... It's like in a more efficient uh, planner for what you're going to do, whether when it, when it comes to your fitness, like yeah. you, you have to consider every aspect of what you're doing, because uh, like a lot of people will go to the gym. Obviously, like <clears throat> I mean, you can go to a Barry session and that you not know what they're going to do, but you do know that it's going to be resistance training with a lot of uh, either steady state or sprinting, right? Yeah. So it's high intensity. But you quite literally have to plan every yeah. moment of your session. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Again, like it's just you, you're known what's you've just got to think about kind of what's nothing comes yeah. by accident. So the, the best example is, is like my son, Eddie, right? Like so when he comes, I pick him up from school on a Monday and Tuesday. So when I pick him up from school, like often it's a kid's birthday and they're handing out cupcakes or chocolate bars or whatever, you know, for the, the kid that's birthday it was and brings him in. Every other kid's walking out just eating that. Eddie comes out holding his. He's got to think about it. It's like, Dad, I've been given this chocolate bar. How many grams of carbs are in this? Right, so we get back to the car or get back to home and we work that out. And then he's then, you know, every other kid's like probably eating like three of these things by the time like he's <laughs> yeah. planned it out. Uh, you know, again, restaurants can become a complete minefield sometimes. You know, again, right, you're meant to inject 10, 15 minutes before you eat. So you're kind of like, you order your food. Okay, right, I think there's going to bring it out now. I inject my thing and they've got a, back up in the kitchen and my yeah. food doesn't come out for half an hour and then I start going low and so then I drink some orange juice and then I'm going high and like yeah it, it can like you, you've just got to think everything through and try and plan it as much as possible and just knowing that even with the best laid plans they can all get screwed up if you get punched in the face well yeah exactly but yeah but it does it that, that planning element I just find it fascinating I think it just it's a good habit developer Rob like 
I can see now actually from the equilibrium days. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see Rob. He's got a fantastic physique, got great arms, great chest, great delts. The legs are there. Like so, he looks fantastic. And I can, I can honestly say that from this happening to you, that it has completely changed the way your body appears, yep. and I imagine the way you feel every day. Yep, Mate, it's sure. an amazing story. So. Rob, I know something's going on with Thrive Money at the moment. So when we release the, this podcast gets released, is there anything you like you want to tell? Is there a link we can go to? Can is this the shameless plug section? This is the shameless plug section, okay, man. Fine. Fucking go for it. Just, uh, just so, look, Thrive Money launched last week uh, our first online digital course. It's called the Thirty Day Financial Wellbeing Program. Um, it's priced at one hundred and ninety nine pounds. Um, it's a course which you can do at any point in time. There's a series of videos. I think we've got over three hours of videos on there. We go through seven modules. And the whole idea is you go through this process. And by the end of it, you'll be able to create. We've talked a lot about planning. Yep. You'll be able to create your own one-page financial plan. Um, there's a load of tools which we've built on there. So we've got ways in which you can analyze your expenditure and build a budget. Wow. Um, we've got stuff where you can start to look at what your attitude towards risk is. And you can start to look at investments. We've got a life goals tool which helps you kind of actually select what your kind of financial goals are, etc. And then you can line it all up, create this one page financial plan, something to hold yourself accountable towards. Again, much like kind of uh, developing a training plan. And we're trying to kind of give you a roadmap for your financial future to help you see your finances with extreme clarity. Um, That's available to kind of buy now. We've got a website, you can go on there, you can read some great testimonials, watch some great video testimonials we've had. Um, I think it's really cool. Feedback we're getting is really cool, um, and we just want as many people to be on this journey as possible. Amazing. Shameless plug over, yeah. Rob. Mate, Rob, that's, uh, that was an excellent story, mate, and uh, thank you for sharing that. I know, like, uh, diabetes is something that's personal to you, so thank you for sharing that, mate. That's uh, an excellent story. Thanks for coming on. Cheers.